Well, welcome to the More Than Sunday podcast of the First Presbyterian Church of Glen Ellen. My name is Chris, and I'm one of the pastors here. And over the course of this summer, we're trying to help everyone in the congregation find a place of meaningful Christian community and also find a place in the congregation to serve in Christian ministry. Our goal really is that when Labor Day comes, everybody, everybody, everybody can look at their calendars, and we can all point to a clear place in our calendar where we're doing those two things. As I've said before, I think we carry as Jesus followers this sense that these things are important, but sometimes we get stuck or we don't know how to take the next step. And so the goal of this podcast is just to to help each other out. Uh, to help us discern together, where is it that God is calling me to participate in ministry and where might be the place that I find my people? They're going to walk alongside me and pray with me and help me grow as a Jesus follower. And today we have with us uh, two folks, Michelle Mote and Andrew Sedlacek, and we're going to talk a bit about the worship ministry of the church. Andrew and Michelle, thanks for being here with us today. Thanks for inviting me. It's my pleasure. So, Obviously, we see you all serving on a Sunday morning. Michelle, you are, are a part of the, the worship band at the Modern Worship Service, and Andrew, you lead the worship band at the Modern Worship Service. But could you take us behind the scenes a little bit and uh, share with us what happens before that point, uh, the things that maybe we don't see? Well, each week before a Sunday that we are going to sing, we have a rehearsal on Wednesday evenings, typically. And that is a chance just to go through all of the music and work out parts and just coordinate with the band. And so that's the primary together preparation that we do. Um, Also, we are given the music at least a few days in advance. And so for me, certainly, it involves going over the music at home and learning words and trying to figure out harmonies. So there's some time that that takes place that's more flexible on my schedule. Andrew, if you were going to talk to someone about participating in uh, the worship ministry, what kind of a a time commitment are folks looking at there? Yeah, well, uh, it kind of ranges depending on how much you want to give in terms of your time. But generally speaking, our kind of our average church uh, worship team member is about once a month. And, you know, it's like how much time in that week is is a little bit higher than some other things, right? Because you've got prep ahead of time, then you've got a rehearsal, then you've got um, the Sunday morning service itself. But I try to make it so that the frequency isn't crazy. So it's a couple times, you're coming to church twice during the week that you're serving, but it's about once a month generally. And so it kind of evens out in that. Now, some of our other team members um, serve more frequently than that. Others are really busy, and they don't have—well, we're all really busy, but um, some of the folks aren't free a ton to do, like, a Wednesday night and a Sunday. So, it looks like, you know, even every six weeks sometimes as well. Okay, let's take a step back from the the nuts and bolts of how and talk about the why. And, Michelle, I want to start with you first. Uh, Why do you serve on this team? What makes it a a fit for you? I've— I guess I've been doing music almost my whole life, you know, in church and out in the world. But church music has always been really an important part of my life. And so when this opportunity, when Andrew came and this opportunity became available, uh, I knew it was something I wanted to be a part of in, in this place, in my church. 
And why is that? What does it bring to your life, to your faith? What makes it something that's worth doing for you? Well, first of all, I I love worship. I really love worship, and, and I love singing. So to be able to to combine those two things and contribute in my church, uh, which is really important to me, it, it, it's a very comfortable, logical fit. That said, doing this isn't always comfortable. <laughs> so I guess that leads to another reason is I've been able to grow a lot in this in this experience. Um, and that's a really, really valuable thing to be able to say when you're older and you've spent the last 24 years really focused on your children's growth. And so to be able to find those places in your life to do, do things that help, help me grow, that's, that's really valuable. And Andrew has created a really, really safe place to grow and learn. It's, it's okay here to be really on the old end of the spectrum for doing this. Um, it's, it's okay to be a student and learning how to, to do this. It's, it's a very safe, non-judgmental environment um, for growth. When I started this three years ago, I had some pretty significant issues to work through with nervousness. And over time, with the support that I've gotten, um, I, I've been able to work through a lot of that. My background and my training were very much more classical in nature. And so learning how to sing more, much more by ear and not reading the notes on the page has been a real growing edge for me. So, so personal growth is part of that, but then spiritual growth is also part of it because one one part of my preparation for leading worship is to really pay attention in a in a more lengthy intentional way to the lyrics in the music and Andrew chooses really theologically solid music for us to sing and so and so that has broadened my own personal worship I worship better in the pew now because of what I get to do um, a couple times a month. That's great. I mean, to hear you say this aligns with some talents God has given me. It aligns with a passion I have. But boy, I have grown and profited and, and benefited from saying yes to serving. I think we find that's often the case, regardless of the context, that we surrender to God and allow Him uh, to use it. But it's really fun to hear you talk about it. Andrew, Michelle talked about the the worship team. Tell me a bit about kind of the kind of environment that you try to create with that group and maybe the non-musical parts of being a part of the, the worship team. Yeah. So, you know, with a, any church, you have a lot of variety right? In terms of different types of people, different life stages, different skill levels. One thing I try to em um, emphasize with our group is that you can be a novice or a pro and we'll still find a way to work together. Um, so, from, you know, on the musical side, we've got people who are really experienced and they're helping people who are less experienced be safe and have the structure they need to like learn parts. For example, like one of our piano players is just really strong at helping singers learn their stuff right? They don't really need to practice that much. But our singers sometimes do really need to practice. And so 
there's definitely like a team effort that I tried to facilitate in our in our band rehearsals, and it's it's actually really important not just from a musical standpoint. Um, you know, it's it's essential from the musical side because we want to have excellence on Sunday mornings. I think a misnomer, maybe an assumption that a lot of outsiders would think is, well, these people are just amazing at everything and they just know how to do this and they can just snap their fingers and pop it out. No, actually, we work really hard. But we work in a, in a way that's mutually encouraging and beneficial um, to the whole. We make mistakes. Um, we sing the wrong notes. We play the wrong notes. We sing the wrong lyrics, uh, including myself. <laughs> um, but, you know, when it comes to, you know, you, you're asking about not just the musical side, um, to me, um, that team collaboration, that humility that I try to foster with others, um, you know, depending on their skill level, is also an interpersonal um, win. Because when you are focused on helping others um, succeed and you're helping, you're, you're working, you're contributing your voice and your instrument to the band, it's not about you. And that process is really good for our souls as well. Um, you know, that's one thing I love. In fact, what I love most about being a worship band leader is actually the work that happens before Sunday. It's also the most exhausting, but <laughs> what happens before Sunday um, is really when um, the rubber meets the road. We fellowship more. We we talk. We catch up on life a little bit. We pray together. We talk through the lyrics. We work through the creative side of things. And when you have a consistent rhythm to rehearse and meet together, you get to actually, it's, it's I wouldn't call it a small group, um, and it's not exactly like that, but you get to walk with each other over time through the months and years and you get to see each other grow you get to see each other flourish or struggle and i think that's what it's all about for me is yep and we get to like michelle mentioned you know the theology of the lyrics the deep meaning behind the lyrics are continually challenging us um, because we're not just singing empty words we're singing things that we um, need to be singing, um, need to be hearing, and um, rehearsal just lets us soak that in all the more. We talked a bit about the way in which God grows us when we serve Him in ministry, grows us spiritually and, and matures us. You pointed to another reality that's, um, I think, really important, which is God also unites us with other people. When we serve together, we, we bond, we begin to care for each other and, and love each other and, and, and help each other. Uh, talk to me about what you're looking for in worship team members to the person who is listening to this podcast and says, I don't know if I'm a fit or not. What makes someone a good fit for this ministry? A common um, assumption with worship teams, whether it's modern or classical, right, uh, is I like the, the leaders are looking for super talented people. And of course, I would love to to meet you if you're really talented, of course. Um, but I think what a lot of people don't realize is that talent is, for the most part, learned. It is something that you gain experience in and you become better, just like anything um, in life. If, if you don't practice, if you don't work at it, you're not going to become good. I didn't, I wasn't born good at music. I learned how to sing and play music. And that's true of every single person in our team. So the first thing that I would say is, 
I'm not looking for people who are already amazing necessarily as much as I'm looking for people who are wanting to grow in their musical ability. Now, you have to be able to put in the work, um, especially if you're newer to music. Um, but so the first thing I look for is somebody who's teachable, somebody who's willing to um, put in the work and, and grow. Um, but it's not just about the musical side. Um, like I mentioned, you know, we are a team. We're trying to work together. We're trying to grow together. We're trying to be creative. So I'm also looking for people who are a good fit for an atmosphere that is about a team. There are some folks who are incredibly talented at music, um, but really like to perform. Um, and, and they're used to singing solos. They're used to uh, being out there in front of people. And, and they love that. Um, and, you know, it's, that's okay. But if you're not willing to um, be a team player, it's, you, know, you know, worship on Sunday mornings isn't about blowing everybody away with your golden vocal cords. Um, it's about helping the church worship. And it doesn't just mean doing amazing music. It means um, facilitating a safer space for people to encounter God. And that does not mean you have to have this butter um, tone in your, in your guitar solo. It means you need to have a heart for worship that is evident, that we can see, that the team can see in you. And it doesn't mean you have to be a master theologian. It doesn't mean you have to know the Bible through and through. It, it just means you need to be humble and ready to engage in the team and engage the church. Michelle, um, what's it like working with Andrew? We, uh, in a number of these podcasts, there's a, you know, a leader in the congregation who's the, the point person or is a volunteer. And sometimes we have a staff person. You've been uh, working with this fellow for a number of years right now. Uh, describe that experience. Working with Andrew is really a joy. Um, I'll out myself here a little bit. When the announcement was made that the church had hired Andrew, I looked at his picture, and I looked at his bio, and I said, oh my goodness, he's too young. And then I met Andrew, and I started to talk to him, and then I was given the opportunity to work with him, and I quickly realized that I was wrong and that he was completely ready and up to the task, and he was going to take music and music ministry at First Pres to a whole new level. And that has happened. I've said it before, working with him is, is safe. It is comfortable. There is a humility there that makes it okay to mess up, and I do that a lot. And um, so, I would say to those who are considering this, don't be scared of what it might look like. Just be brave and join us because it's a it's a great place to be. It strikes me that the the worship band ministry, um, you know, there there are some places in the church where anybody can serve. It, it really doesn't matter if you can carry a tune or if you're good with numbers or whatever. People who say, hey, just have a heart to serve, and we can can put you in that spot. 
There are also some places in the body of Christ where it's like, wow, we need somebody with this particular gift. And it sounds like on the worship team, there are some places where it's like, hey, this is is kind of kind of versatile and and we can teach you these things. Andrew, what would be the spots that if you said, man, if this gift exists in the church, we need it. We desperately need people who can solve a Rubik's Cube in seven seconds. That's probably not the gift you're looking for, but what are the things that you would say, man, if this is out there, this would be such a blessing to the body of Christ? Well, first of all, if you play guitar, if you know how to play a G chord and want to learn how to play the other chords, I, I, it sounds silly, but (laughs) I really need guitar players, man. Um, I'm the only person in our church who plays guitar right now. And so we're really feeling it on that side. Um, I'm always looking to add team members in any musical capacity, instrumentally speaking and vocally. Um, But where we're hurting the most is on guitar and piano. um, And I would say bass as well, which is a form of guitar, of course. The other thing that I would say is I'm looking for folks who are wanting to be engaged in what we're doing kind of year round. Um, We have a lot of great talent, for example, that comes from Wheaton College and our interns or just in volunteer um, students. Some of you might remember like Jacob Cuevas. He was so good, but you know what was frustrating? He was only here a few months a year, it felt like. Um, um, And he graduated and, you know, and so there's an aspect of there's a need for musicians, um, especially on the mu- instrumental side, and there's a need for year-round folks who are who live here, for example, and who are who are committed to this church long term. Um, the last thing I would say is, I'm really wanting to cultivate more leaders, um, not just people who are good at something uh, musically, but who are interested in helping the church worship. Um, in the spoken side of things, in the, you know, helping other musicians side of things, um, helping us sing, um, people who have a good mind for planning worship. Um, that's another area where we're really low on. And for me, you know, growing up in the church, uh, in different churches, I was always a part of a team of leaders. It was never just one person doing things. And so that is another area too. You don't even need to be necessarily a great vocalist to be a worship leader. Um, it's a lot more to do with your heart and your attitude and the, you know, the the ways that you want to help the congregation worship. So th- I would say guitars, piano, and leaders. Well, thank you guys for this conversation. It's been really fun. Um, I was thinking about the passage in in scripture where the Apostle Paul says that, that God has arranged the body of Christ just as he wants it to be, that every one of us is a part of it, but God, but God has really engineered the body of Christ. And so if you're listening, if you are in this place and you have a heart for worship, if you are someone who has musical skills, God's put you here, and the church needs you and needs your gifts. So I would encourage you, if that's you, to find Andrew. He's very easy to find. He's the one uh, up front with the guitar on his his shoulder. And just say, hey, can you buy me a cup of coffee, and we can talk about uh, about worship. All right, that's it for this episode of the More Than Sunday podcast. We'll see you next time.